This week on the show, Frederick Van Johnson joins us to ask, who are we? Why are we? And how did we get here? I'm photographer Brian Fisher. And I'm model Roxy Ann Kelly. And this is Twip Glam. Welcome back to Twip Glam, This Week in Photography's Glamour podcast. Twip Glam is This Week in Photography's latest podcast exploring the glamour community. Each week, we take you through a photographer's portfolio or take a deep dive into glamour photography. Today, we have Frederick Van Johnson with us, and he is the editor-in-chief of Twip Networks. Hi, hey, Frederick. Frederick. How are you doing? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi. Wonderful. Uh, thanks. So, we have a new show. We Yay! do. The, the Twip <laughs> Network grows and grows and grows. Yes. But grows, you, when you say it like that, Brian, it sounds like <laughs> it, like it's cancerous or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're the competition. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It grows, but it, it's a planned strategic growth, kind of like a uh, kind of like a garden, you know, where we're just plowing and seeding rows and watering them. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, our 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 little farm here started a couple of years back. Roxanne and I uh, ran a little um, hobby podcast, we'll yeah. call it audio only audio only yeah. with a slideshow yeah. a model photography showcase. And uh, it was a good run. We ran it for a year and we were like, hmm, should we do another year? And uh, then Frederick announced that there was going to be a network and we went, uh, yeah, Perfect. yeah, there's going to be some more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I slaved yeah. long hours over this whole studio, built it all myself. Brian had nothing to do with it. I just sat in the corner crying the whole time. It was, it was very crying, stressful. Playing Xbox, crying. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, Brian this, built the whole thing. This show is is needed, I think, because it, it fills a, a slot, a, like a, an obvious hole that's been missing mm-hmm. in the network. And that's just whole this whole glamour kind of how do you do this kind of photography world. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, one of the things I want to chat with you guys about is is like how do you draw the line between glamour and fashion? And oh, yes. is there a line between glamour and For fashion? For sure. And it is a yeah. tough one to draw it's, a line. It's, it's yeah. a line. It's a little blurry. Yes. Uh, and it is in the eye of the beholder. There are people yeah. that look at a fashion shoot and go, hey, that's, you know, too far. It's yeah. too sexy. And you're like, it's jeans. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though yeah. she's not wearing a shirt. No. Yeah. <laughs> just wow. Right, yeah. Okay. yeah I was just trying, to, trying to draw attention to the jeans and away from yeah. the, the jeans. Uh. <laughs> Admittedly, our show is going to be on the broadside. We are aiming glamorous, but we certainly have lined up people that are fashion-oriented. Mm-hmm. And in some of our segments, we'll actually drift off. If we find something that is really cool, so long as it's got a person in it, we're interested. We want to see it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I my my definition is very similar. I I look at it more more simplistically and I think of fashion as being all about the clothes and you're trying to sell clothes, right? Yes. So at the end of the day, everything that a fashion photographer does for the most part is about a garment or how garments are going to look so people can visualize what they would look like in those garments if they were to purchase them. Mm-hmm. Glamour on the other side, on the other hand, can lean into, can leak into that world. But I think glamour is more about the bo- the human form yes. and the body and, you know, sexual allure, you know, and the scene and all that stuff and the clothing optional you know yes. the clo- <laughs> the clothing is optional but it, it's not the even if there was clothing involved it's not the focus of the of the shoot itself the person is the focus of the mm-hmm. shoot uh, the irony being that last three sentences you just said encompassed four of our potential names for the show yeah <laughs> <laughs> you should talk about that because that was an exercise in and of oh itself. my goodness it so went on <laughs> and on and then I think the actual name finally was an off the cuff. We could just call it Glamour and be on with it. And then Frederick's like, Glam. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Exclamation point. Yeah, we're done. So, yeah, and, and all I could think of was like, oh, thank God somebody put their foot down. Good. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Glam, last nail in the coffin. Move on, people. Nothing mm-hmm. to see here. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a great field. We're, our podcast can be a little different than all of the. Well, all right. It's going to be a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, we. Firstly, uh, we are not going to be the same show every week. We are going to be on a TikTok cycle. So 
we will have shows where we take a photographer, model, makeup artist, clothing designer, or body painter, yep. and we will be going through their portfolio. We take 10 to 12 images. We sort of deconstruct them, and we are interested in the image, obviously, but we're really looking at the technique. Not necessarily, yeah, we're not going to dive into are you a micro four-thirds or a Canon or a whatever. We want to know where the light came from, how it came. Mm -hmm. Were you, you know, chased by a wild tiger during the shoot? We want the stories. Yeah. yeah. And it's we also, want the techniques. It's also about the idea. Where did you get this idea? Yeah. How did this materialize and uh, come into being? There's, yeah. I think inspiration is something that is not given enough time. If you go looking for a YouTube video on how somebody was inspired to do something, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, that's and I, I'm so happy you said that because that's been one of the things that I I plan on ranting about a lot in 2017, and that's that and I I think I talked about this on one of the recent episodes of This Week in Photo, and that's the idea that there's a lot of amazing photography out there. You know, go pick your site, 500px, Flickr, whatever. There's a lot of amazing shots out there, and there are more and more photographers coming into the fold, which is fueling this rapid kind of deployment of brand new camera bodies every week that we see. Yes. So there's all this stuff that's happening. We keep seeing highly competent photography, both on the composition side and on the technical side. But what's missing, like you, you alluded to, Brian, what's missing is, from my perspective, the story piece of it. So yes. now, since that's been in my head, that's been like a like a like a fly in my ear. Every time I look at a great photo, my brain automatically goes to why did they shoot this? Like mm -hmm. it's a great shot of, you know, let's say El Capitan and Yosemite. That's beautiful. But what's the story of it? You know, yeah. at least I at least want to see a couple of caption stories like, yeah, we were going to climb that the El Capitan, but we chickened out. So we took this photo instead <laughs> or some, you know, something like that rather than, hey, here's a great shot. Make of it what you will. Here's a great shot of, you know, some clouds. Make of it what you will. Here's, you know, something behind it that that tells a story. Because the whole idea of photography or photojournalism, if you want to take it in that direction, is to illustrate a story and to tell a story, not just to give people a bunch of cool ingredients and say, hey, you know. Make your what do you story. think? Yeah, <laughs> what do you think of that? You know, here's a great shot I did yesterday with my phone. What do you think of that? That's what Instagram is. It's mm -hmm. like, what do you think of that? Like, 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 like. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, that's it. what we're all about here yeah. is explaining the process and what's behind the process. <laughs> so those are even episodes. They run about an hour. They go through somebody's portfolio and give you inspiration. On the even weeks, those are shorter episodes. They tend to be a dive into a single subject, for example, well, what camera was on the desk last week? Was it interesting? Uh, is there something in the news that's uh, appropriate for us to talk about? We may also be going into user pictures, if you want to submit a user picture. We'll probably also look at software choices. What's the latest and most interesting? What's not seen by the major uh, vendors as important, but is important to us? The Odd Week episodes should be really interesting, and we're aiming that those will be shorter. You'll be able to sit down, digest one in 10 or 15 minutes, and away you'll go. Yeah, yeah, little bite-sized bite -sized nuggets of information. Right? Yeah, and, uh, and that will do a couple of things for us. That will allow us to explore, but still have a core of looking into people's portfolios. I think it's going to be a really enjoyable mix. That's cool. Agreed. That's cool. So the, what's the format of this show going to be? So obviously video, right? So uh, video, we're quite video and shorter. We are video uh, for all of our episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, thank goodness we built a great big set to do it, and we plan <laughs> on using it. Uh, he says all, we again, loosely. Roxanne. Um, our, our format is very simple. For the long shows, bring on a guest, show you about a dozen of their pictures, talk about them, show you how to see the guest, and we're done. We are not chopping it into uh, lots of pieces. This lets somebody sort of start and stop and very predictable for the long shows. The short shows, again, their format will be a little random, which should keep it interesting. For us, too. Yes. <laughs> we're going to step into a bit of work from all three of us, so we get to tear each other apart just a little bit. Uh, we are, By the way, generally, we pick images we like. So this is not going to be like, 
oh, this is horrible. <laughs> we're going to pick something that we like, and then we're going to tell you why we like it. And you can extrapolate the bad from there. Love it. Um, but we're a glamour podcast, so uh, there's going to be glamorous images, including naked people of both sexes. Oh, no. Yes, it's true oh, in no. a glamour <laughs> podcast. So, um, I can't even imagine. Yeah. You may be shocked to find out that the mothership over at Apple with iTunes does not want us sending out naked people over the iTunes service. I don't know. Why not? It they're, makes life way more fun. They're funny that way. <laughs> it does. It does. So uh, in that feed, in your iTunes feed, you are going to see some modesty boxes put over things. And um, it's it'll be relatively work and family safe still glamorous so if you want the unedited feed go over to thisweekinphoto.com watch it on the website and you will see everything as it was meant to be dropping into our first uh images so frederick has presented us with cinemagraphs these are so cool there's action built into the photo yes but only partially the problem with this is i have a whole new hobby every time i see one (laughs) frederick do you want to kind of explain the the process of how one of these guys comes into existence sure sure so the one one you're looking at now um i think it's i forget what i call this one i think i call it a a creepy tea party or something like that um but the First, I'll explain why I'm, I, I like cinemagraphs and and why I don't like cinemagraphs. So, the idea, like we, this is this is kind of a a tangent of my earlier rant about stories. <laughs> so, it's the idea of being able to tell a story in a single frame and looking at that single frame not through the quote lens of just a still photographer like I've been for the last several decades, but now that we have all these other tools available to us, whether it be audio, um, you know, the cinemagraphs, video, all these different things, we can use them to tell a story. So instead of looking at, you know, hey, I want to do a shot and you take a picture and then you illustrate it or you write words for it or whatever, I'm looking at this from the standpoint of concepting this, conceptualizing the shot, sketching it out, and then figuring out what tools I, should, I can use to bring that vision to life versus just shooting something and then like, oh, we got something cool. Let's, you know, let's post that online. It's the exact opposite where you say, okay, I feel like I want to do a shot of a girl with a teapot. I want the teapot slightly larger than life, so we're going to have to use a wide-angle lens. Uh, we want to sh- we want this kind of look and feel, so we need to shoot it in kind of a distressed location. We're going to add some motion to it, so maybe we should get you know make sure some of the articles of clothing she has on will move when we turn the fan on. You know, all these different things were thought of before we even started shooting. Mm-hmm. The the actual process of this shot is, very, is relatively simple. This shot was done with a Lumix GH4, a Panasonic Lumix GH4 on a tripod. I think this was on a shot on a, one of those little Mi Photo tripods, and uh, it was shot in 4K. So a cinemagraph like this is essentially just a clip of 4K video that has certain elements uh, animated. So you, the whole thing is frozen, and then you reveal the motion in certain areas, and that that's the technique for getting to where we got. Now, the technique itself is kind of ancillary to the old story, you know, or to the story that we're trying to tell with it. It's, you know, it was part of the toolkit that I used to bring this thing to life. You know, using the... Um Using the wide-angle lens, more than just expanding the teapot, you could have brought that really close to, to any number of lenses, but it gave those curves in the lines in the background, and it added to that sort of Alice in Wonderland kind of feel about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it did. And, you know, literally, I think that was shot with a 15-millimeter F1.4, F1.2, um, and which is, I think, the equivalent of a 30 millimeter on a full frame camera because it's um, because of the corrupt factor. But this this shot, when I you know, when we put it together, the, all the pieces in it, we purchased the day, I think maybe like four hours before we actually did the shoot. Everything you see in the scene, pretty much everything except the furniture, which was already there. Everything you see in the scene came from a Goodwill secondhand store. I love it. So, and I think we spent probably under thirty bucks, twenty bucks, or something to get, including the teapot. You know, everything, yeah, everything, and you know, and the tea, of course. 
Um, oh, already but you didn't e- spend a lot of money on the tea? We did. Actually, <laughs> it's just colored water. <laughs> but yeah, and that was it. And we, we put it all together. But the cool thing, even to revi- rewind back even further, the idea for and knowing what stuff we needed to buy, it all came from collaborating online. Because this this model, who was also the stylist, and uh, Tim Engel, this is uh, Christine Allward. Tim Engel is there up in Sacramento, California. Um, we all collaborated through Pinterest and through Google Docs, you know, before we actually set out and met to do the shoot. So we had we knew what we needed. We knew the shot list. We had concepts. We had example shots of things that we kind of liked. Mm-hmm. That, so we're all exactly on the same page when we showed up at this haunted castle to do the shoot. Cool. Love it. Um, I, Tim is definitely on the list of people to uh, to bring on the show. Yeah, His work is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, uh, he's the original DIY photographer. Like, oh yeah, like Home Depot is his lighting place versus B and H. I think. <laughs> I I think it's great. It's a fabulous image. Again, I love the lines. I love the exaggeration. It feels mildly psychedelic, and the movement really brings it together. It does. It makes you want to look at it for like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, and that was the whole point. Like, if it was just a still shot. You would looked at it and said, oh, yeah, that's a nice shot. Oh, okay. You know, and then move on to the next one. This one draws you into it and you have to kind of – it gets your brain thinking like, what is she doing there? Like, what's up with that doll? You know, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit on the, the production of this shot, it was – so once we shot it and I, I took it – you know, it went into the post-processing phase. Um, there are a couple things that I did and a couple things that I would do if I were to reimagine this, sh- this shot. What I did was we – you know, as you pour the water – as she's pouring the water, you can hear it dripping, you know, the, the, the water hitting the water and it reverses back and it goes back into the teapot at the end of the cycle. So oh, how interesting. Yeah. So if you're looking at it, it's like, wait a minute, that water's flowing in reverse. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then there's there's some atmospheric sound I added in there so you can hear a little bit of wind blowing mm-hmm. in the background. And then there's music, some creepy kid music playing in there. What I would probably do if I were to do this shot again um, or re-edit this shot, I'd probably add a layer of, of atmospherics in there, like some fog mm. or something in there. Uh, if I was to shoot it again, I would probably make that doll's eyes blink like every... That would be good. Like 10 seconds or something, just randomly. They just blink, you know, just to freak you out. Yeah, I wonder how many people would notice that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but the person that did notice it like, whoa, wait, yeah. what happened? What? Yeah. <laughs> So you can hide little Easter eggs like that in a single frame rather than just click in onto the next one. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think the Easter egg is maybe just the Easter egg is kind of a, a cool twist on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So moving on to our next picture, this is also Preston Castle as, as uh, so I think cool. I might have This one you here. got some fog in there like you talked about. Yes, this one we had a we had a fog machine in there. Oh, so this one this one that was interesting. So Brian, were you there for this one when we shot this one? I think I was there the shoot before. Oh yeah, when okay. you were testing okay. everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. So this one this one again in Preston Castle was upstairs. This is shot in the creepy dormitory. So Preston Castle, for those who don't know, is in uh, in a place called I a city called Ione, California, or a town called Ione, California, and it is allegedly one of the most haunted, if not the most haunted places in the United States, if you believe in hauntings and all that stuff. Um, and who doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> I don't really. Or else I, I wouldn't have been I in that room. <laughs> <laughs> if I believed in that stuff, I would have not gone in that castle at I can't all. even imagine. You know, just a, a slight segue, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking like when we're driving up there, I'm like, if you've ever seen The Grudge, <laughs> you know uh, you know that if you believe in these spirit stuff, those things can follow you around. Oh. <laughs> they can attach themselves to you and leave there with you. But only so, if you believe in them. Only if you believe in them. Yeah. Is that like Santa Claus being real only if you believe in him? Uh, similar. <laughs> Without all the occult so and death. Santa and all is oh, yeah. scary? <laughs> You just wrecked my childhood. Oh, sorry. Santa's not <laughs> scary. Yeah, actually, but, uh, uh, we should say a word about Preston Castle. Um, yeah. Here's a here's a picture of Preston Castle, and here's a couple of pictures of the inside. Um, it is, firstly, it is bona fide creepy. It, it is. It was a, uh, what would you call it? Not a prison. That's probably the wrong word. It, it was a like a mental institution for the criminally insane children. 
Oh. Like that's that's being a little salacious. It was not quite that. It was like a halfway house for wayward boys. Uh yes. And it had its own infirmary and all that stuff because it was out in the middle of nowhere, so it had to be self-contained. So it had, it had its own little hospital, their own little cafeteria, and apparently a couple of murders may have happened. <laughs> Just a few. I think I well, heard a podcast about that. They weren't bad murders, I don't think. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, <laughs> as murders go, yeah, <laughs> because there are good murders and bad murders. I guess there's ones that were more more horrorsome yeah, than others. One at a time. They all end the same, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> so the the best part about Preston Castle, besides the fact that it is this big, creepy, decrepit building that is amazing backgrounds, no matter where you point your eyes. Oh God, yeah. Is they have photographer day? Very yes. Fun. And so if you are a Californian. Uh, you owe it to yourself to go up there for the weekend and they're having their photographer day. Uh, you will not be disappointed. It yeah, absolutely yeah. worth your time. And you could take a picture just, well, not just like this, but darn close. No, no, you, you, could, you could. So this, this, it, well, you could do a picture very similar to this. It's, this was very easy to do. In fact, the only thing in this shot that we, or the only things in this shot that we brought with us were the model and her wardrobe and makeup, obviously. And the smoke machine. Yeah. That was it. And the that little rocking horse was already in that room. I hope I didn't oh. piss off any ghosts that it belonged to. Uh -oh. I, I hope not because <laughs> I, I shot a model of that rocking horse too. Uh -oh. Did you? <laughs> yes, yeah, so good. The ghost may be on your back instead of mine. Yeah, I shot this picture here, which is also mildly creepy. But I like yours better. Yeah, this was this was fun in the rocking chair. You know, it was fun. So a couple as you look at these things, you know how you look at photos that you've processed a couple of years ago and you're like, oh, this is what I would do different based on the tools and the skills that I have today versus what I had back then. Mm -hmm. um, back then, I was not as deep into video as I am now in terms of editing and, you know, Final Cut Pro and Premiere and all this stuff. Um I feel much more capable. I'm still by far not an expert in those apps, but I feel much more capable today than I did back then to do things like layering, layering in atmospherics and and doing other special effects and object tracking and all that stuff. So what I would do in this shot, because we have the smoke in the background, I would probably add a creepy layer of smoke in the foreground, maybe some dust moving around. Um, I would add this one. I didn't have music in like we had in the creepy doll shot. So I probably add a little creepy soundtrack to this one looping and then I would add one final touch and that would be a squeak to that rocking chair. Oh, so yeah. that every time it rocks forward it just goes eh, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I may redo this shot to add all that stuff in and and re-release it but that's uh it's cool to be able to do stuff like that. And I think if I do re-release this one I'll write a short story to go along with it just so that like, you know, you're not just looking at this and you're forced to figure out what's going on in the shot. Mm -hmm. I will make up a short little fiction of why this shot is here. And that will accompany the image in the in the comments on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. I doubt that it'll be a children's story. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Although if you, you know, go back <laughs> to classical children's stories, they were... They're creepy. They are creepy as oh, all. Man. Anything with a kid in it that's not a cartoon, you know, that's not designed for kids, it's always creepy. It's always because you can't, you can't do like this kind of this genre of photography with a, any even a hint of a child involved and have it not be creepy. Because <laughs> it know. just doesn't work. The thing about generally about my growing up and the movies that were popular then, just in case there's trademarks, I'm not going to say, but you'll know in a second. There's a sleeping princesses, and they get awoken by men that they don't know kissing them on the lips. Yeah, that is a little. It's a little rapey. I mean, really. <laughs> well, think of all of our childhood fairy tales. They all have a little bit of weirdness in there. Oh, like, yeah. Like Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Right. Come on, if you think about that plot, it's creepy. Really you know? creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, the difference I mean, is it goes on and on. When when we were kids, we were like. Yeah, that's creepy. The new generation, they're going to be like, ban it. Yeah, <laughs> it cannot oh, no. be allowed to exist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, even the even the Rockabye Baby song, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, song. yeah. Think about the lyrics to that song. It's about a kid falling to its death. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> and that's how we sing our kids to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you're Good right. Good luck, kiddo. We, what was the name of the rock? Oh, well, the, hopefully the, the vow does not break. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Also, you're walking out thinking, maybe I shouldn't have bought him that bunk bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, I, I fell know, off the top Honey, of the I feel like that bow is going to break. We should go home and check on <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. Uh-huh. So, uh... We don't. We are uh, through this series. I'm sure you're going to see lots of Roxanne and I's work, but uh, we're going to take this opportunity to go through a bit of our stuff as well, starting with one of mine, because I got to pick the pictures. <laughs> that is beautiful. So where where was the shot at, Brian? Uh, I shoot almost exclusively on Pismo and Avila beaches in Central California. I know uh, them well. It's this picture, gorgeous. I. I, I, this funny thing, other than a bit of commercial work, I sort of do a lot of experimental stuff. And this is a model goes by the name Kelsey. She uh, will do kind of like Roxanne. You, you, you call up, you go, eh, they're never going to go for this. And you pick up the phone and you're like, so Kelsey, I'm going to use super glue and put flowers all over you. And then you're going to run up and down the beach. And she's like, <laughs> is tomorrow okay? <laughs> Okay, See, that's, that, that's that Jedi mind trick you have mastered. Right? Oh, I love it. Wave the hand while you're on the phone. Yeah. Exactly. So well, that's, I mean, in all seriousness, one of the one of the issues that a lot of photographers have that are interested in this genre of photography is how you do that. Like, how if you want to do a nude shot or, or a semi-clothed or nude uh, photo shoot with somebody that you don't know, that's not a family member, a girlfriend, or whatever. How do you do that? How do you convince them? What are the legalities involved with it? And keep your to keep yourself indemnified and the the model feeling safe. How do how do you pull that off? It sounds like you just described the next couple of our short episodes. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> I think we should go in detail. Care and feeding. There's, there's so much detail that goes involved in all there, that. There is some of it is chutzpah that I don't have. Uh, some of it is knowing how to use the various online forums where you let the model find you, which makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to take little miniature deep dives into all of those subjects over the next few weeks. In the case of Kelsey, uh, she came to one of the photography events that I have held in the past. I, I held about 35 uh, events called Portfolio Jams, where we would get together between 30 and 250 photographers and models on the beach at the same time and just have crazy. A, a crazy photo shoot together, um, which seemed to happen because I fed everyone. But um, <laughs> anyway, <Street> cats. <laughs> funny, funny how that works. Uh-huh. But uh, in the case, Kelsey came to one of those. We hit it off immediately, and uh, I I think she's an amazing model as far as I, I like her shape, I like her attitude, and obviously I like that she's somewhat adventuresome. Mm-hmm. And so this is simply artificial flowers that have been cut really short and uh, medical-grade superglue, which although I suspect is chemically identical to regular superglue, I always use a medically approved product if you can get it. Medical grade just means they can move the decimal point over a little exactly. bit when they charge you for it. And, yeah. and they did. <laughs> but uh, it is, and I tell you, a single drop per flower. And uh, this this picture was a hit. It actually ended up uh, the basis of a sculpture. That turned out so oh, uh, neat. Yeah. That sculpture turned yeah, out it, so it, neat. Uh, oh, can we see a shot of the sculpture? Uh, I will attempt to find the picture and put it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the picture. It exists. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, uh, What I like about the sculpture is not just that it's a sculpture of a girl with flowers or a fairy with flowers. It's that the artist really copied Kelsey's body, gave it very much the same shape. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the artist Nicole West, who is an amazing, amazing sculptor. Mm-hmm. Uh, great shoot, great time. The whole time, this is at Pirate's Cove, which is a beach near Pismo, which is a nude beach. I shoot on the nude beach a lot, even when I'm not doing nudes, because generally the crowd at a nude beach is pretty tolerant, as long right. as you don't point the camera at them. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the only thing at this particular picture is as I was laying on the ground shooting pictures with this, I had a retired AP photographer standing next to me the whole oh, time, yeah. about 70 years old, uh, naked, and yeah. uh, I was not enjoying the view of yeah. a naked old man, man standing or, man next to me. It was a, a dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, bad. Well, actually, not a gentleman if he's standing nude behind no, you. No, no, he was nice ground. enough. He had some great <laughs> advice. I just wish he'd put pants on for it. <laughs> it like, how do you take advice from somebody standing there with their <laughs> junk hanging out behind yeah. you? Pretty it's funny. such a. You know, you sit back and you're like, 
my life has led me to the point in which I'm super gluing flowers onto some girl I barely know. So this is really not that big of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, but you know, some people would pay to do that. So. That is true. <laughs> yeah. I, I either have uh, been doing something, taking pictures of someone or I'm standing there like, I can't believe I'm on, you know, I've got my makeup artist doing this to this person. Like, mm-hmm. um, our next picture I hey, happen this, to shoot. Who's this California bombshell? That's me. That girl's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's incredibly gorgeous. So this is that. This is another she's staring right through me. This yeah. is the power of having a muse who will try just about anything. This was another uh, typing. This is interesting. Uh, hi, Roxanne. <laughs> I have latex paint and aquarium rocks. Do you want to go to the beach? <laughs> Yep, that was... <laughs> Brian, how do these ideas come into your head? Are you just, like, it's, dreaming, like, uh, you know what? Latex and, <laughs> and rocks. I, I used to, to have that. kind of a long commute, and a lot of things came to mind over the commute, uh, including mm-hmm. not having the commute anymore. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And now you don't. No. So, uh, tell us about your experience, Roxanne. Um, well, we arrived at the beach. It was beautiful weather that day. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, which is wonderful because a lot of times when we shoot at the beach, you never know. Um, I (laughs) laid down and, and Brian had told me to shave everything. Well, I I thought I'd shaved everything. (laughs) I didn't know he meant Your head, your head has hair on it. I just want to go on record. (laughs) I said the neck down. Yep. Yes. Uh, Anyway, I I'm kind of glad I didn't shave everything because I think it helped the latex paint stay. I uh, yes, a little it bit did more. Stay. It was just it stayed longer <laughs> than maybe. <laughs> now, how did you get that off of you? Did you just go jump in the water and get it off? No, I wore it the entire drive home, stopped the gas station, and everything. <laughs> Dressed <laughs> like that. <laughs> I had a shirt over it or dress, but still it was very You're like, lumpy. Ma'am, you know what? Your gas is free today. <laughs> I'm you sure. You just keep pumping. You just keep pumping. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, he laid me down um, on the uh, on the sand, and there's people walking next to us, and they're they're commenting, "What are you doing?" And each time. We're just we're doing a photo shoot just for fun. It's latex paint, and everyone wanted to know. And we had some bystanders that stayed and watched for ten minutes at a time. It was interesting. Mm. Um, so the latex paint went on, and then he held like the he actually put tape over like I think uh, along the side to hold yeah, hold the rocks on to, like, while it hold dried. The rocks onto the latex paint as it dried. So I have like weird random tape everywhere, <laughs> and I still don't know what it's going to look like. So this was all kind of an interesting situation. <laughs> But it, it worked. was fun. You came away with good pictures and yeah. a good story to tell. Right? Well, I stood up and there's pink rocks everywhere. We may have left a few thousand rocks on the beach. Oh, yeah, for sure. We left <laughs> a whole pile of pink everywhere. <laughs> that's awesome. They kept See, falling that's... off, too, while we were shooting. Yeah. yeah, you had to finish the shoot fast. The sun was going down. The rocks were going away. It was yeah. going to become the wrong kind of shoot in a hurry. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, that's what it's about. It's it's and you were having fun, right? Oh, so, we had a great time. It was bizarre. It was one of those things where you're like, I'm not sure I'm going to use this technique again. I'm glad it's in my wallet. Yes. And uh but it's well, a great do you, time. Brian, how do you so you you know, the inspiration aside, how do you like what is what is your drive for shooting these photos? Like this photo, the, the photo shoot that you did of Roxanne, was it because you're like, you know what? I need to add some to my portfolio or I feel like I want to try a new lighting technique or I just want to experiment with rocks in this kind of lighting. Like what was your driving force? Well, I had a series of pictures and and one of them's coming up where I, uh, I had a gal who called me one day and said, I want to have a shell bikini. And I said, uh, Oh, I'm crafty. I, I, I can make a bikini out of shells. I got to have some leather straps and things around here. That'd be fine. And she goes, no, I just want the shells. Like you, you you want you want shells glued to you, and she's like, "Yes, that's what I want." And I'm like, "This is a strange girl. Maybe I should." And and I got somebody else to accompany me to that one because there is no way I'm you know putting my hands on the girl who wants the shells glued to her. Yeah, yeah. And um, because that's another lesson for a mini episode. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, uh, so we shot it. It was fine. It was good. It turned into a well-paying series. Of people who wanted shells glued to their body and get their pictures taken. And uh, the culmination of which is a picture that's coming up here shortly. A gal came from Canada to get the shells stuck on her. 
Interesting. Uh, and uh, it was a great series. So uh, I'm, I'm always thinking, it's like, well, what's going to be cool? What's going to stand out? Uh, some of it is social. Since I was, at the time, running the big meet and greets, Yeah, you don't want to be that guy that's shooting just like everyone else and say, come with me. You can shoot just like you are now. You want to take and you want to inspire people just a little. And sometimes that is pushing it just outside of the limits where you're like, that's Brian. He's that guy. He's the crazy one with the shells and the rocks and the, the whatchamacallits. And, and the gold, gold yeah, leaf. Yeah, and the gold leaf. <laughs> we did, and the, we yeah. did a very similar shoot this and year with, this, with the gold so, leaf. So going outside of the box is really excellent self-promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, Brian, can you can you crack into a little bit? Because I know you guys are going to do many episodes on it. Yeah. But from both of you guys, I would love to hear, like, how do you – like how how do you like manage that the the day of the shoot for something like this when it when it's risque and you're you know potentially surrounded by people who may or may not be be offended you know passersby etc you know how do you find a model you're lucky enough to have your co-host be a model but you know if someone is looking for a model just where you get them from is give us like I know you're going to do another episode on it but talk sure. about just from a high level g- how do you g- do give that? the cliffs notes um, yeah. From my from the photographer's perspective, well, or the model's perspective, mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. has inspiration, and it really doesn't have to come from the photographer. I I really encourage the models. I I tell them whenever I meet a model, even if it's just a quick test shoot, I'm like, if you come up with something bizarre or you see a picture where you're like, wow, that's really bizarre. I want to try it. Call me. I will I will stop my day for an inspired model. Um. So. If it's really out of the box, I will use casting calls on Model Mayhem to find the model, or I will call Roxanne or Kelsey, or another model who is very brave. Mm-hmm. And um, But the beauty of the casting call is the model has signed on to your idea if they contact you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as maybe it's not politically correct, there are different grades of models. Roxanne's gorgeous. Uh, Kelsey's gorgeous. I use another model that honestly is a tear down. She's still a pretty girl, but she's not magazine quality pretty. Mm -hmm. But she has tremendous heart. She will stick in that ocean until she turns blue as the sky. Uh, And so she's great that way. She'll do anything. And uh, those people are really, really important. When you're testing an idea, don't be picky. You want the girl that signs on to the idea. It doesn't matter if she's a little the wrong shape. If she's, yeah, it it doesn't matter. You're testing an idea. And that's your main thing. Because if you do a good job with grade B and C model, grade A model will sign on for the real shoot. Yeah. Really important. Uh, As far as site security, again, that is an issue that I'm going to talk about. Uh, I, I am lucky. I have got a nude beach full of basically mildly drunk people that are generally not a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, At least you know they don't have weapons on them, right? They <laughs> generally don't. That said, I... Uh, I'm not sure where they'd put them. I did have a class where I had an intoxicated old guy give us a really hard time. And the advice that I was given from law enforcement is that we should carry pepper spray. Oh, highly well, effective what was he, against what was, old naked What people. was he doing? What was this the guy doing? Uh, he was yelling, uh, yelling at the models yeah. that we were just trying to take advantage of them and that we were selling their pictures into porn. And I'm like, these are their higher oh, models. Geez. That's you know. Yeah. And oddly enough, they. <laughs> I have got this this friend and uh, that uh, was at the event who is a mountain of a man. He's just huge guy. And this old guy is the one he has to pick is the giant guy that could pound him into the sand without thinking about it. And, <laughs> and I'm and I'm thinking, man, that guy's he's really drunk. He should have picked on the short guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh fortunately Ugh. he just got tired of yelling and left. Wow. But um there is if you're out in nature, honestly, uh people are not the other site security issue that I've thought about. Uh we have bears, we have mountain lions. And uh, a can of high-power pepper spray called Bear Spray will stop a a grizzly in its tracks. So having a can of Bear Spray, not a bad plan. Very cool. Um, Air horn. Air horn is highly effective against somebody who's coming after you. Oh. Yeah. A couple of hundred decibels in someone's face, they generally will leave you alone. (laughs) Uh, Also, you have a camera. 
take a picture of the person that's annoying you. They don't like it. Yeah, I yeah. bet. <laughs> yeah. You say, or hold up your phone and say, hey, I'm streaming you live to Facebook right now. What would you like to say to 10 million people? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I did have one person who got really in my face uh, taking pictures. And basically, you know, I'm here on a paid shoot. I'm, you know, I'm shooting for a uh, swimwear calendar. And I had a guy who got really in my face and I grabbed his cheap Kodak and tossed it in the ocean. Oh, wow. And he was like, I'm going to get the police. I'm like, go get the police. We'll be done by the time they get here. (laughs) I just had to, you know, I could afford to buy a camera just to get the shoot going. It was an expensive day. Uh, um, so what what is so in in terms of like I'm familiar with regular traditional model releases you know those kind of things are there any special considerations that you have to take that come into play when you're shooting this kind of photography or or any precautions I like to make sure that the release is is pretty broad I use not a complicated release because I believe I I really want the model to understand the release more than mm-hmm. anything and um, just getting a release is a huge thing. So many people shoot without releases, and they're like, no, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, it might not matter for your legal purposes because you're just going to put it on your wall at home. Mm-hmm. It matters having an understanding with your model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, there is a great book. I believe it's called The Photographer's Survival Guide, Legal Guide to Photography. Oh, yeah. Is that the one by, jeez, uh, uh, I can't remember their names. We interviewed them on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it, it was on this on uh, photography show. thing. Yes, I have their books. We'll link to them. We will and link to that. you'll show the book right here. Yes, <laughs> the, it's this book here. And it is got some releases in it, which I lightly adapted for my purposes. And I liked them because they were easy and understandable. You get these big book of a release, and they're just horrible. Yeah. Um, the only thing I add to a release, and it's not for legal reasons, it is for the model's point, all of my releases say that I am not responsible for their happiness. Oh, interesting. And um, it has saved me in a couple of times, because I had one model who was real unhappy um, because they had made a life change, and all of a sudden having naked pictures on the internet wasn't okay. Uh-huh. And she called me, and she's like, I know my release says that you're not responsible for me being happy. I'm like, oh, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and you read it. Huh? And yeah. she she says, but I can't have that picture up there anymore. And it was my chance, instead of being the villain, it forced the person to come to me and ask. And, yeah. and of course, I was the good guy. And I said, of course, I'm going to take it down. Of right. course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a, you don't want to be on that road of keeping people's photos up there that may... No. That may materially damage them. But I also um, explained... The book that you're talking about is the Photographer's Survival Guide. I Googled it. Yes. Uh, the Photographer's Survival Manual, and it's by Ed Greenberg and Jack Resnicki. That is the one, and it should be on the shelf of every photographer. It's an easy read. You should read it, and I one day that will be one of our short uh, interviews. Yeah. Yep. So this next shot is gorgeous. I love this picture. I love loved that I took it. It's amazing. I like your angle too. So uh, this is an interesting uh, interesting story behind this picture. Is that um, model needed a ride? Generally, I don't give models a ride. But again, this was somebody that I knew because I was running events, and I suggest everybody goes to events and seminars. It is if if not for your photography, it's something you network, and it's important. Mm-hmm. I picked up this this model at her house, and we're driving down to the beach, and she's like, y- y- "You know, I don't I don't shoot nudes." Um, yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, you know, we could probably shoot something risque, and but this conversation slowly got to the point where I went, "Do you, do you want to try taking some nude pictures?" <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, for you, sure, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it almost that almost sounds like you're having drinks with someone. You know, I don't, I don't go yeah. home with people on the first date. I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying. You know, cut to the next scene. You're having breakfast, right? Yeah. So, my husband says, anytime a girl says that, she's going home with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, why bring it up, right? Exactly, because obviously she's thinking about it. Now, <laughs> this young lady, because of her body type, and I, I knew it immediately, we got a couple of pictures in swimwear that were perfectly fine. Uh, uh, 
I guess in both senses of the word. But um, she, because she's long and she's lanky, mm-hmm. the nudes are amazing. And yeah. if you break that up with swimwear, it is half the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's a great shot too. Okay. Yeah. And Brian, do you do you work with a makeup artist or are the models coming made up themselves or what? For most of what I do, I do not use a makeup artist. If I'm doing something that um, is uh, going to involve uh, more preparation, uh, here, here's the rule of thumb. If you don't mind your wife or girlfriend standing behind you, you can do it yourself. Mm. Uh, if you're like, wow, that's going to be awkward as far as I'm talking body makeup and ornamentation mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 uh then i do like to pull somebody in and then as far as makeup goes i just direct my models if i see that they've done a good job otherwise and i i'm really light on makeup i believe skin has texture i believe that uh you know people generally do a good job and i love black and white which is in some ways more forgiving mm-hmm. i also don't photoshop my stuff so really? uh, yeah, I, I'm it's so interesting. You say that you're the second photographer that I've interviewed or that I've spoken to that has said that the other one was Arnie Freytag. You know who Arnie Freytag oh, yeah. is? That was great work. Yeah. Arnie Freytag, famous playboy photographer, interviewed him, um, in LA for at some event. And he, uh, yeah. One of the things he told me was, yeah, yeah. People think we retouch everything. We don't retouch. I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> so, so I, I'm Where not going to say finding these specimens from. This? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't retouch, but I use very lightweight tools. Uh, almost all of my stuff is in the uh, sadly gone aperture, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm actually one of our first things is uh, my favorite program has finally finally stopped working smoothly on, on modern operating systems. So I'm on the search for the new aperture mm. and where most people are like, you're going to get Lightroom. Probably not. I, uh, I've been searching and I think I've settled on the new on one raw software Ooh, and that yeah. will be an adventure. And I think I'm going to try to get the on one folks to come sell it to me. We'll bring yeah. them on because <laughs> digital asset management is kind of a black art. And I think it's worthy of in, in our field where we come in, uh, you know, you come in from a glamour shoot, you might have 1,200 pictures from a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. So we need powerful and really fast asset management. And uh, 1,200 is a shot in the bucket for a wedding photographer, though. You oh, know, well, yeah. Well, they have. They invite you 1,200 on a kiss. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Every stage. Every <laughs> bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, who is it? Uh, Steve Brazel, who hosts uh, one of our shows. Um behind the shot he was talking about he, he as he walks through his process he was talking about he uses um photo mechanic yeah for for the culling kind of segment of the process because it's so insanely fast for for doing that and i don't know if he's if he drops into lightroom after that but he definitely uses photo mechanic for the sorting and culling phase so my early tests with the on one software it is as fast or faster than photo mechanic plus really? you get pretty much all the similar stuff to Lightroom. And then if you want to go out of it, it can act as a plug-in for Lightroom, Photoshop, or any of the the, the big boys. Okay. So that's okay. it's an episode. I don't want to go too deep into it. Uh, this picture was, it was a beautiful day. This has had just a little light work on some of the skin and turned black and white. And that's it. That's beautiful. Gorgeous. Very nice. Yeah. She's one of my favorite uh, models. I have a trip planned this summer with some of our uh, some of our audience from the old show and hopefully the new show where uh, this model, hopefully Roxanne and a few others, we're going to be going out to like Mono Lake and some of the high desert, very super flat uh, desert area and mm-hmm. go shoot up on the desert. So I want to go. More I, news I on have- that. I want to. I, I. It's on my bucket list to get to Mono Lake okay. and shoot there. Okay. Hopefully, at a time when, whatever those flies are, you know, they have like the. It's a the lake or the salinity of the lake is the natural breeding ground for some kind of bot fly or something. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> you know, and they are there in in biblical proportions certain times of the year. You so don't unless want you like. Those. Unless you want to be eating those, yeah. you know, you probably want to don't well, go. Maybe yeah. it'll grow into a uh, a small twip meetup. Yeah. There you go. Maybe yeah. So. Here we go. That yep. could be fun. Love it. 
So this next shot is um, was taken by Brittany App, who is a wonderful uh, photographer here on the Central Coast, and sh I know she does weddings as well. But she um, she does the calendar shoots for the uh, Ladies of the Central Coast calendar, which is produced by New Rock 107.3, which is now out of business. Yes, I, I wonder who's taking so. over the calendar. No plan. idea. I don't think there's I any plan an for this year. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Maybe we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, you sent in photos and there was a ton of submissions. I was uh, lucky to get in this one. Um, I think I was January. Um, and this was one of the shots Oops. that they That's really nice. I like me. it. Yeah. What are you in? Are you in like a 57 Chevy or something? I'm not great with cars. Uh, that is <laughs> some sort of wheeled vehicle. A that really combustion shiny. Based. <laughs> Yeah, that's really a, a uh, that's an Austin of some sort. That's, that's <laughs> I think a, a first generation Austin Healy. Actually. One of the funny things about this shoot is that they had three of us um, shooting, so they did a quarter of the calendar in each location, and this was in um, in a mechanic shop, and they had a bunch of these old cars, and the mechanics were literally working on the cars next to us as we are changing in their little bathroom into uh. our lingerie and walking out. And they did not get much work done that day. <laughs> I bet they did. Is this the, the German Auto downtown yes. San Luis? Okay, so there's another thing. Like, this guy has been this guy's been tightening that one knot for an hour and a half. Your <laughs> <laughs> clunk as the bolt breaks. <laughs> it was uh, quite funny. Uh, this is something that is also worth building your oddball portfolio. If you just have headshots and you go to the the guy that owns the auto store and go. I want to bring some pretty girls in, take a picture in your shop. He's going to look at that and he's going to go, maybe. Yeah. If you got a pretty decent portfolio, he's going to go, do I get to be here when that happens? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. You got a lot of work in the shop, so yeah. we're going to have to be here when those pretty ladies are here. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, we have to be careful with the cars. Got to protect the cars. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, my favorite shot wasn't this one. It was um, a power shot in front of... Uh, I want to say a Jaguar, but I could totally be wrong. I remember a shot in front of a first-gen Corvette. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was amazing and really cool. I mean, mostly just the angle and the idea of it. It was just I mean, very much like a shot almost here? superhero. Yeah, same yeah. location. Oh, funny. Yeah, but yeah. different outfit, different wardrobe. As a, they're both great. Yeah, thanks. Very cool. And so, the, I, did the client supply the wardrobe for that shot? Uh, no, I did. Um, oh. I brought three or four outfit changes and did um i think two of them three of them made the calendar um they wanted to use one of them for the front page but ended up being too risque so um i had my regular shot for my january and then i had um two i think two of them in the back maybe one in the front and one in the back something like that so i ended up using a couple of my outfits cool yeah so fun. Story Full service model, wardrobe, looks, modeling talent, <laughs> all in one package. You just show up and... And a great voice. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> Do you yeah, don't want to hear me voice. sing. You don't want to hear me sing. Uh, it's okay. It's not, that's a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, this image has a bit of a story behind it. I was going to Reno for a conference with, uh, with another company. And I decided I'd pay for some of it by booking a whole bunch of shoots, which it turns out I, I booked a huge number of shoots for the week I was going to be there. And on the first shoot, I broke my ankle. Oh, <laughs> and really? so I'm calling everybody that I had booked and said, all right, I, I'm stuck in my hotel room. If you want to, if you want to do the ultra cheesy thing and come to a hotel room to get your picture taken, I will work for free because I'm bored out of my mind. Yeah. And a couple of people came uh, this being one of them, and this is a plus-size model that wanted to be portrayed as not plus-size because when she was modeling earlier in her career, she was not. And she went to college, and enough said. Yeah. Uh, came in nice and close. <laughs> unbelievably beautiful redhead. Oh, um, I wouldn't have Very interesting. Great Great model. She has a, a wonderful face picture. shape. I would never yeah, have known that she's plus size um, just from her face shape because a lot of times so you'll she, get a not, little bit extra. Not like a giant girl, but she was she yeah. was not not as thin as hefty. she was previously. Yeah. But um, another picture. Oh, man. If Brian starts saying that about me, please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when she I was will. 12 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, with models, it'd be like, yeah, she was like four pounds thinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's a nice yeah. valley girl accent you had. Yeah, I've been yeah. working on I know. That was pretty good, right? <laughs> oh, look. Yeah. Hey, look at this boxy mama. So this photo is not my very favorite, but it's classic, and everyone's most uh, most critical of themselves, so I guess um, it is a good shot, of course, because Brian took it. But it's one of our first shoots together, and one of my first shoots as a model, and um, honored to work with Brian for one of our fir- my first shoots. Really glad that we met so early in my career. Well, I had no idea you were new at that point. Really? But, yeah, you just... <laughs> Came right on it. No problem uh, at all. I'm not very how, shy. How comfortable was that chair you're sitting in right there? It doesn't look oh, very comfortable at all. No, a little bit, a little sharp. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> it, it, it looked really uncomfortable. I'm like, hey, Roxanne, go over there. And her husband, yeah, of course, was like, yeah, 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 do it. Yeah. <laughs> you actually do. You get indents in your skin, but uh, not actual flesh. Yeah, there was no taking so. pictures of her backside for several minutes. <laughs> it's true. See, this, is an, this is an example of... of modeling right because people think modeling is so glamorous and fun and easy right and you get out there you guys get models get put through the ringer oh, right yes. <laughs> like, so you get put through the ringer for extended periods <laughs> and you have true. to look glamorous and gorgeous during the process the the thing that and this is shot in the shadow of a bluff with the ocean behind us mm-hmm. and the thing that made this the place to put her was that it had texture that was far enough in the background that I could make it soft so that she would pop out. Mm-hmm. And where this might not be your favorite one, everybody that sees this short series is like, excellent, excellent, excellent. Oh, I love it. And so you're just going to have what to put you, up with what other people's here, opinions. What's your, what's your camera and focal length? This is, uh, this is old enough. I was shooting on a 40D, Canon okay. 40D, and a... Uh, 85 millimeter 1.8, which is what I shoot most things with. Although since I've gone full frame, I now shoot a lot with uh, 135 millimeter f2. Gotcha. Which is a rough equivalent. Um, one of the beauties of beach photography is you tend to have a ton of light, so you can use pretty modest gear. And uh, when I was shooting a lot before I went all podcasty, I um, I was. Th- tossing a Canon 40D about every 18 months for years. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I was buying them two and three at a time at one point because the, the way, well, at that point they were used and cheap and still make an amazing picture. Uh, the way you get a picture that doesn't look like everybody else's is by standing somewhere no one else will go. Yeah. So in one of my classes, uh, there's an amazing picture of my arm and hand sticking up out of a wave with the camera. <laughs> and you can't see the rest of me. <laughs> and it's real. It's it real is sad. absolutely real. Um, I had another shoot that ended because I was I was laying down on the beach with the water at my feet and the model laying out flat. And it ended when a big rogue wave came in, picked both of us up, moved us six feet up on the beach, took out the camera I was holding, took out the backup camera in my bag. Shoot was over. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Oh man, that's an expensive shoot. I was like, mm, shoot. two, <laughs> two. Oh, I had a man. third one. I had another one hiding away. Now that I'm shooting a full frame camera, uh, I'm a little more careful, but not that much. He's still out in the water <laughs> yeah. or on the rocks or like the I get weirdest. Pretty wet. Yeah, the weirdest position. I, I actually bought a Honda Element because I knew it was going to handle getting wet inside better than other cars. That's cool. Well, that's the whole purpose of tools, right? I mean, yeah. people people buy tools and baby them, and I'm guilty of that too. You buy a new camera, and put it in the bag, and you know it's all <laughs> pristine, and every lens has its little pocket, and everybody's happy, and then you don't shoot with it, right? It just sits there. <laughs> I, so. I am really I, – I like the trend towards waterproof equipment yeah. for many reasons, and my next generation of equipment, I won't buy anything that isn't weatherproof. Yeah, good. Should be worth the investment. Yeah, there's yep. some really nice cameras. We just bought a camera yesterday um, that's uh, underwater camera. Oh, oh, good. And they're good. not cheap, but the good ones are you can drop them from 10 feet up. Roxanne's and- going on a little trip. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's cool. It's very exciting. I tried to though. sell her my new camera here on the desk, but she said it wasn't practical. That's really not going to do the <laughs> scuba diving gonna- and stuff that no, I want to do. <laughs> Roxanne, I think you guys are going international. I think you may need to take a drone with you just to get some. Can you imagine? Yeah, there are going to be some crazy shots out there from the air that probably never have been done before. I can't imagine. You know, some of these little pocketable drones are pretty awesome. 
The thing uh-huh. is, we're trying not to to take too many electronics because there's a oh, lot yeah. of a lot of mugging and things where we're going. Yeah, oh, so, I mean, there's the charging issues and all that. That yeah. too, and we already have transistors and or um, uh, whatever. There's uh, a way to transition from that many volts to this many volts. Yeah, uh, we yeah. have one converter. of those. Yeah, a converter um, that saves your equipment, but still, um, I don't want to risk it on too many expensive things. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Bringing old. Yeah, it's always a iPods. line, right? <laughs> There's that balance of yeah. I, I, we have the technology to make interesting shots, but do I want to put that technology at risk in this strange location? Yeah. Or Especially do for I two just months. say <laughs> do I say to hell with it and get the shots? And if I lose my stuff, I lose it. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. it's a tough yeah. one. It's it tough. is tough. It is tough. Or do I just go and enjoy myself and go, you know, commando like Indiana Jones and <laughs> just, <you know? laughs> no gear at all and just have fun yeah. and don't you know. I can't yeah. do it without a camera. There's got to be a camera. Yeah. Well, your cell phone. You'll have your cell phone. The good no, news I is won't that... have my cell phone. We're oh. not even bringing cell phones. Wow. Nope. That... They don't even uh... work over there. Why would we bring one? You should honestly, you should buy yourself a burner when you get we there. We are. We're going to get one okay. just, for, just for text messages. Okay. Yeah, and check and in. Yeah, just <laughs> remember how, to, how quickly to put in help. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and your GPS coordinates. That's funny. Yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a burner. Good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about our plans for the future. Yeah. I, I think we should do more episodes. Maybe. I mean, we already okay. uh, we have built a bunch everything. recorded, so I oh, hope. Oh, yeah. We could release those. <laughs> I hope we can just go with the ones we've already done. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Our, our yeah. first release after this will be a uh, portfolio review with Steve Brokaw, a great portraitist fashion photographer i've heard of that guy friend of the show uh frederick and i uh, ran into him at the uh, out of chicago conference Mm -hmm. which uh, shockingly out of chicago is another one of our mini episodes that'll be coming up where we're gonna talk about where out of chicago is going because it's a great photo conference more Mm -hmm. later on that Mm -hmm. the show as we said we're gonna be on this tiktok cycle of big show little show every couple of weeks you'll have a big show every couple of weeks have a little show uh, we are doing two seasons a year. The seasons cover most of the year, but there will be some little gaps so that we can actually go take some pictures now and then. Mm-hmm. And um, we are going to be obviously integrated on the This Week in Photo Network. Yay! Yep. You will be in the feed <laughs> and all of that stuff. Very exciting. So how, you know, since we've got you here, mm-hmm. how is that their network? Uh, what's what's next up besides our humble little uh show your show well we've launched we've launched a couple of shows over the last part last quarter in 2016 we're in 2017 now um so we launched behind the shot with steve brazel which is a which is a a single shot exploration show where steve takes one photographer and one of their images and they dissect it and dissect it and get into the dna of the photo super deep dive Super deep dive, the story around it, all that stuff. But it's all about that one photo. Hmm. Um, Love it. Yeah, we've also launched Inside the Lens with Don Komarechka, which is kind of our Neil deGrasse Tyson meets photography type show. Where he talks about the science of photography, the science of light, the science of, you know, all that stuff. He's a big macro guy, so he gets into that a lot. He gets He does gear teardowns. He's that... If he if there was a propeller head hat, he would be the guy that would wear it and it would look correct on him. So. <laughs> I you know, you, you you talk to Don and you're like, I really wish he lived next door, but I'd have to move to Canada. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. He, he is just the smartest, nicest person. Yeah. And his work is superb. He is the world's premier snowflake photographer. Interesting. Yeah. He's the only yeah. person you can call a snowflake and it's compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I have, I have some of his work hanging in my house. It's yeah. He does some amazing work, and he's uh, he's he's the geek's geek. I think because he is he is he's one of those people that makes you realize how much you don't know when you when you just talk to him, and he's just being pedestrian about what he's talking about. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so so in 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 really loving Don's work, and not to make it a, a Don segment, but. I like to use photographers that outclass me in something as a challenge. Yeah. And so I uh, I shoot uh, gigapan images, my landscape work, mm-hmm. and I have been working on lens, a uh, uh, macro gigapans. 
Interesting. Look so, at that. That's yeah, cool. I, I played a little bit with somebody's microscope and taking a whole bunch of images and, and joining them, and it was terrible. But <laughs> I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's that's one of my projects. I'm I'm working with film photography, which I'm sure I will bore everyone on at some mm -hmm. point. But uh, and then I'm doing some some crazy super high definition stuff. Should be a lot of I fun. I love that. I love that. Light at the end of the tunnel. I was thinking light at the end of the extension tube for the yes. <laughs> they have got uh, this is completely <laughs> off the subject, but I just bought a set of macro bellows off of eBay that were cheap and they're actually really quite good yeah. um love that stuff doesn't have to be expensive to be good right so I'm going to take a wild guess. If you want to get a hold of Frederick, you can navigate over to thisweekinphoto.com and use the contact link. Yep, that's right. That's where I am. Or you can find me on most social media networks, if not all of them, under my name, which is just Frederick Van, first name, middle name. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find our link on This Week in Photo and send us a traditional message. Mm -hmm. But since we deal a little more visual than everyone else, we would be happy to have you send in uh, your pictures. If you want to simply share your work with the world, we're going to be looking for user-submitted pictures. Sometimes they'll be in the main show if it's running a little short. Sometimes they'll be part of the short show. Uh, if you want to send those to us, it is at twip.glam at gmail.com. That's twipglam at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsors, guests, and This Week in Photography for making this podcast possible. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or check out our unedited episodes on thisweekinphoto.com. We'll see you next time on Twip Glam. Bye-bye. See you guys. See ya.